you're listening to the Transport for the North podcast. Hello and welcome to the Transport for the North podcast. I am your host, Gemma, and today we are back to our series of member interviews all about five ways to level up the North. Very happy today to be joined by Councillor Craig Brown. He's Deputy Leader of Cheshire East Council and also Leader of the Independent Group. Welcome, Councillor Brown. Good afternoon, Gemma. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, excellent. We're so glad to have you here. Um, how's life treating you? Um, it's very well, thank you. It's uh, Obviously, it's been a very, very challenging last uh, 12 months or so, but um, we've had uh, lots of projects that we've been involved in and uh, it has been really all systems go, uh, despite the pandemic. Fantastic. Well, good to hear it. I mean, um, the work never stops, does it? And it's just thrown up some uh, some different challenges for us, which I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll chat about today. Um, just give us a little bit of an introduction to uh, yourself and the area of Cheshire East, if you would. Sure. So, uh, as you were saying, I'm Deputy Leader of Cheshire East Council and uh, Cheshire East is actually the third largest unitary in the North West um, and is home to just under 400,000 residents. So it's a key player in the uh, in the subregion, in the region um, as a whole. And as you were saying, I'm leader of the independent group, but also the uh, the local ward member for Oldley Edge. Fantastic. Now, for those who are um, slightly geographically challenged, um, can you just give us the quick overview of where Cheshire East covers? Because, of course, you've also got the, um, on a separate side, uh, Cheshire West and Chester. So where are those sort of boundaries? What's your patch? Yeah, so Cheshire East is, is one half of uh, what used to be the historic county of Cheshire. Um, the, the eastern half, which kind of covers from Handforth in the very northern end, uh, down to just south of Crewe um, in the southern end and uh, Nutsford in the west and Macclesfield in the east. Fantastic uh, and I can see on the wall behind you a lovely picture of uh, the telescope at Jodrell Bank and uh, what's the what's the castle? Uh, it's Chumley Castle. Fantastic thank you for that uh, insight Councillor Brown. So let's let's get thinking about transport investment what are some of the challenges that you faced in the Cheshire East area um, and maybe slightly wider across the north as well with that transport investment on a, on a sort of historical basis? Sure so I think there are the three key themes that I'd like to pick up on under this firstly is investment in the transport network because this really affects and impacts upon the way in which people choose to travel um, across the north of England. Uh, sadly, it, it does seem to encourage people to choose to make more journeys by private car uh, rather than using public transport itself. And ultimately, of course, that isn't good for our environment um, and it's not good for our air quality either. Uh, so that's the first key challenge. Um, the second key challenge is the level of investment in our road network. Now, it's fair to say we've had some fairly big key strategic successes. For example, the Congleton Link Road, 90 million pound uh, strategic projects, the biggest strategic investment that this council has ever undertaken, and that's just opened a few weeks ago. Um, and a few weeks prior to that, 
uh, we began work on the points and relief road, um, which is uh, a similarly significant scheme. But at the same time, we've seen a 21% reduction in funding for road maintenance from the Department for Transport. Um, and what that equates to is that it, just under a quarter of 1% is being invested in the value of the overall value of the assets. Um, so to put that in some sort of kind of context, if the, the average house price across Cheshire East is £300,000, um, so that's like saying to a resident, you can only spend £750 a year on heating, decorating, repairs and maintenance every year. So if you continue to do that, uh, it will be very long before you're living in a derelict house. Um, so that's the second one. And then the third one is the cost of public transport and just trying to influence behavioural change. So I did some research and I found out that a journey from Palmer's Green in the centre of London, uh, sorry, to the centre of London is 21 miles. And that journey by train takes 28 minutes and a return ticket costs £9.80 off peak. By contrast, a journey from Crew Green to Macclesfield, which is also 21 miles, takes one hour by, by train and a return ticket costs £18.30 off peak. So given those figures, is there any wonder people in the north choose to travel by a private car? And this, of course, puts even more pressure on that local road network that we just said needs further investment. That example, uh, and you can see me shaking my head, and um, it's astonishing, isn't it, that this, this, this to travel the same distance by the same mode of transport can take twice as long and cost twice as much. That's the and key that message, twice as long and twice as expensive. Um, and that is clearly going to influence uh, residents' behaviour uh, in making the journeys that they make. And, and that's not just in um, in that particular example in Cheshire East. I'm sure there'll be other examples across your area. Um, Greater Manchester Mayor Andy Burnham was actually highlighting this exactly same thing uh, this week on the back of um, his re-election um, and, and all across the north as well. You know, I've heard examples from, you know, Leeds, Bradford area and the northeast. And of course, when we get into more rural areas such as Cumbria, um, those differences is, is, are even uh, starker still. So, yeah, a fantastic um, example. And as you say, it's no wonder that people choose private cars so often. And yeah, altogether, this is really just highlighting that urgent need uh, for that investment. But really important as well, of course, throughout that, you picked up on the, um, the, 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 the carbon and the climate impact as well that this is having. For every, uh, every decision that residents make in terms of their journey time, uh, whether it's travelling for work or whether it's travelling for, for social and pleasure reasons going forwards. Of course, they've not been able to do that as often during the last 12 months. Um, if they're making those journeys by private car uh, rather than by public transport, uh, then clearly that is going to have a big impact um, on, uh, our, on their carbon footprint but also on, I think, crucially, the environment that everybody in the North has to live in um, and our air quality as well. Absolutely. Um, so the, the, the title of this podcast series is uh, Five Ways to Level Up. So what would be your five priorities for that agenda? 
Uh, I've got six actually. I'm allowed an extra one. <laughs> well, I'll let, I will let you. Thank you. So I think first of all, we need uh, a modern, reliable rail service uh, that's fit for purpose. That's absolutely key, particularly given what I've just said um, about the, the cost differential, but also the, the journey time differential uh, between the north uh, and the south. Um, we need investment in congested infrastructure. So, for example, the Castlefield Corridor, although it's in central Manchester, it has a big impact on services across the whole of the north of England because so many services go through there. Um, so I think there are something like 14 trains an hour using that route at peak times. And so it doesn't take a mathematician to work out that if any train is more than four minutes late, uh, you've got a big knock-on impact on the whole network. So that's the second one. Um, thirdly, we really need to see delivery of HS2 uh, for the reason of freeing up capacity on existing local lines. And I think this is a point that's often missed. So it will enable investment in more frequent local rail services, but also it will help to get freight off our roads and onto rail. So it's going to have a, good, a big positive impact on easing congestion as well. Um, I think, uh, thinking parochially for a moment, we really need to see the delivery of the crew hub station. Um, this will help to create a link between not only HS2, but also, of course, Northern Powerhouse Rail and our more local rail services as well. And clearly will help Cheshire East to become the economic powerhouse that it wishes to be. We need to see more investment in transport to Alderley Park. Um, and I just wanted to pick up on Alderley Park because it is our, our sort of world leading bioscience centre. It's played a huge role in not just identifying, but also rolling out the COVID vaccine. Um, so it's a really important strategic site for us also makes a major contribution to economic growth um, across the borough or across the, the sub-region as well um, and is uh, absolutely key to our economic recovery as we move out of the pandemic. Um, and then my last one, I think this is this is six altogether, um, we need better multimodal connectivity including investment not just in train which I'm aware I've spoken a lot about but also bus and active travel as well. Uh, so to give you a couple of examples, there is no rail link. You were asking me about the geography at, at the start of the podcast. There is no rail link between Nutsford in the west and Macclesfield in the east. Uh, you have to go into Stockport, uh, which is outside the borough, um, and change trains. And similarly, there's no direct rail link between either of these principal towns and Manchester Airport. Um, again, you have to go into Stockport or Manchester and then travel back out again. Um, so we need that multimodal approach to our uh, transport network. Absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, really clear key priorities for um, for that levelling up agenda. And a couple of things that I find really interesting about that, Councillor Brown, is you know you're you're talking about 
Cheshire East specific uh, schemes within there, you know, the, the, the crew hub, for example. Um, and you mentioned the uh, uh, earlier on as well, the congestion in Manchester with the Castlefield corridor. But quite rightly, you know, you point out that these aren't just very localised specific issues or projects. They have wider impacts and wider benefits for adjoining towns and areas and right across the north as well and that's really important to understand isn't it and, and hopefully that's one way that bodies like transport for the north and um, drive that agenda yes i mean that's absolutely right they, they need to do that and we we do come to the board meetings i hope not just thinking parochially but thinking about how we can how we can deliver an impact across the north of england but but you're absolutely right i mean uh, if people want to go on holiday and to support our travel industry, um, they need to be able to get to Manchester Airport. Now, we don't want them to all get in the car and drive there. Uh, we'd like them to take the train or the bus. Um, I don't think it's likely that people are going to cycle there with a suitcase, but um, certainly uh, public transport needs to be an option for them. Um, and that supports clearly uh, the whole of the northwest economy. And not just uh, not just parochial areas like uh, like my own. And also being where you are in uh, in Cheshire as well. So obviously, again, you know the, the crew hub and it's it's links there with um, HS two in particular. Obviously, vital for those links. Uh, south and we've had good news um, just earlier this year about the, the the bill for the phase 2a receiving royal assent so that's that was great but also we're, we're looking at into um into north wales from your neck of the woods as well and the importance of connectivity across there yeah that's absolutely right i mean we we regard um, the, the crew hub and HS2 uh, as, a, as a whole as a project, as a, a strategic regeneration project for the borough. But clearly it's much wider than that, actually. The, the links into and out of the, the new crew hub station, um, as we aspire for it to be, will deliver economic opportunities for a much wider uh, region. Yeah, and I, I was reading up about the um, the, the crew uh, master plan recently, and you'll you'll correct me if I'm if I'm wrong on these figures. I'm sure. Um, so the, the 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 master plan around creating a new commercial hub around the station, thirty seven thousand new jobs and an additional seven thousand new homes by twenty forty three, and you know you've got to have transport connections for all of these and obviously it and it, it's a self-fulfilling circle as well because you build transport projects you invest in areas such as the the crew hub to start to create some jobs brings people in and they want to stay they want to live there they want to do their leisure there so then you've got to keep ensuring that you've got that transport connectivity um to enable them to to stay and live their lives there and it, it just feeds right back into each other yeah, that uh, that business um, investment enterprise or business improvement district. I'm not never quite sure what we're supposed to refer to them as these days, but um, they clearly um, underpin the business case for the investment in the crew hub station um, in the first place. But I think um, also there's a point to be made here about helping to make Cheshire East and the wider region. Um, a go-to destination rather than a go-through destination um, and there is um, that it's an opportunity but it's also a risk if we don't take it uh, that we simply become uh, either a go-through 
place um, or that we turn crew into a car park for HS2 uh, in order for people to get to London. So uh, we clearly have much higher aspirations for the borough than that um, and for the wider region uh, that we, we do want to see those new jobs created um, and we do want to enable people to get to uh, crew to access those jobs. I love that phrase, go to, not go through. I've, I've made a note of that one. We'll, uh, yeah, get that on my uh, on my little book of phrases to use. Maybe we can get it as big as leveling up, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, we touched on it again just um, initially there. So as a member of the, the Transport for the North Board, obviously, as you've referenced, you are there as the representative for Cheshire East Council. So, of course, you're absolutely going to shout about what Cheshire East needs, its opportunities, its challenges and so on. But how do how does that come together with the voices of the leaders from the 19 other local transport authorities across the north? How do you think working as one voice that adds value? And, and maybe you've got some ex some personal examples from your experience of, uh, of the TFM board. Um, well, firstly, I'd want to say that uh, I'm actually there as representative of Cheshire and the Potteries, so I'm already combining voices, uh, e even uh, as one person on the board. But yeah, I, I joined the board uh, just over two years ago now, and as a newly elected member, um, I could really see how it is a strong voice for the North as a whole. And I think having a seat on that table or at that table really helps to give us all an understanding of not just the regional picture but the pan-northern picture um, and so I think that del can deliver and does deliver dividends. It, for example, uh, TFN's analytical modelling can help strengthen our business cases and support our funding requests of the Department for Transport and clearly it can do that for other partners um, across the, the TFN uh, geographical area as well. Uh, but TFN through the board also acts as an advocate for transport as a means to improving the quality of life for all northerners and um, not just um, the individual member areas. Um, and I think finally it's, it's really crucial that TFN is able to speak with one voice to central government. Uh, frequently, not always of course, but frequently leaving aside tribal politics um, and it's probably easy for me to say that as an independent but uh, I think TFN helps to give that sense that all northern leaders are working together for the same ends irrespective of politics. You mentioned a couple of things there that I just want to quickly pick up on. Uh, First of all, our um, analytic and modelling team, a uh, big shout out to them, as you've uh, quite rightly said, because, again, that's one of the really strong points of a body like uh, Transport for the North is that we can really dive down into that data, look at those models, assess a wealth of information and statistics and insight and experience, um, and then make sure that that's able to be used uh, right across the region and, and really um, underpin plans and investment decisions and policies so that's crucial and uh yeah big shout out to uh to our team team they'll be glad to hear that i'm sure um you also referenced about transport improving life because it's not just about getting from a to b you know it's not it's not only oh i need to get from my house to my workplace and back again and that's it it's also about 
getting to school or to university. It's about travel and tourism. And do we want to explore different places? It's how do we spend our leisure time? It's can I go and visit my granny or can she get to, to me relatively easily? So absolutely, it's not just A to B, is it? I think that's absolutely right. And again, it's uh, as, as you've picked up there, Gemma, it's about supporting people's uh, quality of life, but also our leisure economy, our tourism economy. It's about enabling people to maybe people who work in in the city um, who want to get out at the weekend and enjoy the countryside. So perhaps want to visit the Peak District or the Lake District. Uh, but conversely, people coming the other way, we've got some key assets in Cheshire East as well. You mentioned one of them at the start, Jodrell Bank. Uh, we've also got Tutton Park and a number of other uh, visitor attractions that we, we obviously want to welcome people to uh, once we're out of the pandemic, of course. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm putting Jodrell Bank on my list uh, for a visit this summer. It will have been uh, many years since I went on a, on a school trip. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be, uh, be heading out your way. The other thing that uh, you did mention, of course, there again, was the, um, you know, the, the, this uh, one voice uh, feel of transport for the north. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's always, uh, there's always the, the potential for, for party politics and for disagreements. And, and it's one of the beautiful things about the North is that we have such a diverse range of geographies and people and communities. And we've got the massive cities and we've got the beautiful rural locations as well. So, of course, there's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be differences of, of opinion and differences of need. Um, but actually, we do all sit down around the table look at it holistically what's best for the north how can we join it all up and that focus always comes back to what do our people and businesses need i think it's inevitable as you said you are always going to get disagreements to an extent uh, but ultimately as i say i've been a board member for two years uh, just over and i genuinely don't believe there is anybody who sits on the board irrespective of their politics who doesn't want the best for the North in terms of transport. Um, everybody is there fighting, campaigning for the same thing, which is a better deal from central government um, and simply to, to take the North's request seriously. Let's, uh, let's have a look. One final um, topic of discussion for today's podcast uh, is the, the big old C word. So we are... <laughs> wow, how are we 14 months into a, a pandemic and we're still talking about it? We're still uh, working our way out of uh, another lockdown. And what, thinking right back to the beginning, what do you think were the biggest impacts and how have we navigated that challenge uh, over the past year? Do you think we've learned anything that we can take forward and improve on? Uh, yes, I do. I mean, clearly there has been an impact from the, the pandemic on public transport, on lots of areas of life, but particularly uh, public transport. Patronage levels are down, clearly, from what were already low levels. Uh, we, we've got to remember that Cheshire East is uh, quite a rural borough in, in many places. Um, and so the COVID bus service support grant, it's uh, fair to say, has really helped us to keep essential services running. Uh, but as we emerge from the pandemic, hopefully, and that our economy starts to begin to recover, uh, we do need to do more to rebuild confidence 
in our public transport system. Because clearly over the last 14 months, the message has been don't use public transport unless you absolutely have to. Um, and obviously, as soon as it's safe to do so, um, we do need to reverse that message and get people back on public transport. Having said this, you, you did ask the question, have we, has anything happened that we would wish to learn lessons from? Um, and I think there have been some changes in behaviour that we would like to hold on to. For example, um, increases in uptaking of uh, cycling and walking. Um, that's something that we really do want to hold on to. So as a result, we're investing as a borough in five key active travel projects. Uh, most recently, one connecting Wilzo um, and Wilzo Railway Station in particular uh, with the Bioscience Centre at Aldley Park. Um, so that's a key project for us. So the pandemic has given us a number of opportunities, but clearly we need government help to uh, to assist us in grasping those opportunities um, and making the investments where we can. Yeah, again, it's um, we're still living through this, aren't we? Very much, as you say, we're not fully reopened. We're not all back on the on the trains and the buses yet. So there are still going to be challenges to overcome, particularly around that behaviour, that encouragement, feeling safe and feeling confident again uh, in, in using public transport. Um, and it's super exciting that you picked up on um, active travel at the end there, because yeah, as you as you say. A lot of people have taken the opportunity to embrace new ways of, of getting around, um, even if it's just for leisure, you know, just having that um, chance to, to get out of the house, get the fresh air and actually maybe starting to embrace walking and cycling a bit more uh, for, for enjoyment. And, and, and hopefully, as you say, with investments, um, we can encourage that to continue for, for more commuting type journeys as well. I'm going right back to where we started and we mentioned uh, decarbonisation and, uh, and climate change at the beginning. That's only going to be a good thing for supporting um, efforts to, to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and carbon footprints as well. Well, more years ago than I care to remember now, uh, I was a student of economics um, at university and one of the, the first things you learn in economics is uh, everything comes back to supply and demand. Um, and if you're talking about the, the carbon agenda and addressing congestion and uh, parking, it's not just about supply, is it? It's not just about building more roads. It's not just about building more car parks. Um, it's also about manning, managing the demand for them in the first place. Um, and if you can invest in things like active travel schemes, if you can invest more in public transport, um, then you can actually address the demand issue uh, rather than just looking at increasing supply. Very well said. Um, Councillor Brown, we've, we've covered a lot there. There's so much more that we could cover and we could probably uh, go on for hours, but I'm afraid we have, to, uh, we have to wrap it up at some point. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a really interesting and insightful look into what's going on in Cheshire East. So uh, we're really grateful to you for, for giving up your time today. That's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much. We look forward to hearing more from you in uh, upcoming TFN board meetings. I'm sure you'll still be flying that Cheshire East flag, uh, but also doing uh, doing the best thing for everybody across the north as well. 
Um, don't forget, everybody, you can tune in to us on our podcast over on Spotify and on uh, SoundCloud. They're also all hosted on our website as well. So if you've missed any episodes, you can go back and listen to them all over there as well. Don't forget to join us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on LinkedIn as well. So whatever platform you choose to use, look up Transport for the North and you can get our latest updates and activities on there. And also we've got the All Points North weekly email newsletter, which you can subscribe to with a little box on the bottom of our website. Thanks again to Councillor Brown. Thank you to you all for listening and we'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Transport for the North podcast. Don't forget you can subscribe on Spotify and SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook for all our latest updates. And join us on our website where you can find all the latest news and sign up to our All Points North newsletter.